Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five. Slightly You're off center. Slightly off center. Elon, seriously, dude. This God, you commentate one Tekken tournament and you're just really slacking on your duties here. <laughs> Come on, go back. <laughs> He's going right. Hollywood on us. Uh, yeah, I'll scoot in a little bit. Uh, maybe you can scoot out a little bit. We got the soda, the Mike's Coca-Cola <gasps> Vanilla Zero. It's not. It's it's a generic soda, no branding. Oh, oh wow, look at that, just like magic. Um, hi. You're watching Best of Five, a weekly FTC talk show presented by me, Mike, Steve, John, and Alon on twitch.tv slash best of five show. Um, tonight on the show, we'll be talking about DreamHack. Heard of it? We'll be talking about E-League. Heard of it? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to keep that joke going. Uh, hey, I'm Shout out to Zero Star HX. I'm going to interrupt the intro to give you this gif right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very nice. There we go. What about the boys, Alon? There they are. <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, John. Uh, anyway, Hi, that, that was Daigo. <clears throat> Had a lot of coffee before the show. Um, feeling ready. Seems Hopefully, like I'll crash here in a little bit. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, if you were a top player, top seed even, and somebody asked you to run your, your pool, how would you feel about that? Hold the thought. We'll find out later. Uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff. SF5 raids. There's a lot of stuff for sure. Um, hey, John. Hey, Steve. Hey. Hi. What up? Uh, John, what's going on with your uh, shirt pocket there? Oh, I was at a tournament recently. Then they're trying to promote the Red Bull Battlegrounds thing that's going to be here in, in Arizona. And they had these special Red Bull shirt or Battlegrounds shirts. And this is Sagat uh, from HD Remix coming out of my pocket like a like a pocket character. Ooh. Uh, they also had Guile and Sakura. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> we'll also have a block wrap. And we have a very special, very special leaked trailer. I'll tell you what it is later. You guys aren't going to believe it. It's a best of five exclusive. All right. Uh, why don't we kick things off with a recap? I'm pretty sure I got these here in order. Steve? Uh, yeah. Let's start with the big event to kick off Friday E League. The competition proper kicked off with play in Group A, and the format's a little different this year. Uh, you had a six-player round-robin to determine uh, which players went into the upper bracket uh, and which three players would go to the loser's bracket. Uh, the three that uh, made it to the winner's bracket, if they if any of them got through uh, the bracket, they, they'd advance to top eight in the winner's side. Other player would advance top eight in the loser side. And no surprise with the name up top, Tokido. Uh, didn't go undefeated in pool play. Actually lost to Luffy in a pretty good match, but uh, got the revenge in bracket play later. He advances to the finals on the winner side. The other player going through, Dogura. Not a huge surprise if you looked at the player list uh, beforehand, but... He really struggled in pool play. Went one in four. Only beat PR Balrog, who had a bit of a rough weekend. Uh, but beat just about everybody uh, in bracket play to get through on the loser's side. So the, the two Japanese players in the group making it to top eight. Luffy finishing third. JB, strong showing for him as well. Uh, rough night for Mena. Uh, Yo, Mena's been striking about- out. Dude. Okay, John, I'll let you go ahead. Sorry. Well, for, I, and I, I definitely want to talk about what you're about to just talk about. But 
Um, can we talk about how sad of, of a turnout it was for Luffy? It was like the polar opposite from what happened with Dogra and what happened with Luffy. Because one went in super hot. He beat Tokido and early on, right? He went 5-0 and in the round robin um, phase of everything. It's like, this guy is on fire today. Finally, he's back, you know, and then and then doesn't quite make it out of where where you know where it counts and goes home with like the saddest thousand dollars I think he he's ever won in his life. I was gonna <laughs> talk about um, a couple of things. One is uh, Mena, poor son of a gun, didn't even let the round finish. He did a mortal or NRS finish on it, uh, and I just feel like he's been having some salty moments. And I'm a little bit troubled that people celebrate his, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like anytime he loses, people just get so happy about that. I'm curious what that's about. But um, what's going on with that guy? Is it Birdie? It's a little bit of Birdie. Um, Obviously, Birdie got some nerfs. Um, It's a little bit of just like obviously playing in a bracket like that. I mean, Dogra went one and four. And those are all people that any of them can really lose to. So, I mean, the the format just leads it to good players not making it through. You know, you're going to see plenty of top players go two and three. You're going to see a couple go one and four, you know, and mm-hmm. then not make it through. Hey, I think it's hard I'm to say based here. on his losses that he's really fallen off. But at the same time, he obviously hasn't jived with season three birdie the same way he did when he won Capcom Cup in season two. And part of that's yeah. the character, and I think part of it's a mental thing. He, he had a lot of problems with the nurse. And that really does affect your play when you're not confident in your character. If he had not teabagged Daigo so many moons ago, do you think people would hate on him? <laughs> I think they would hate less than they do now, but there was a certain amount of charisma that he got from that. Like he teabagged him and then he backed it up and then he beat him again. It's like And then he won Capcom Cup a little while later. And then he won Capcom Cup. But as to to answer your your previous question there on like uh, as to what's going on with him, Mena plays in a very like kind of fifty fifty style, and it and it absolutely benefits his character, and it and it's absolutely how you should be playing Street Fighter Five, especially if you play as Birdie. And he's got great awareness when it comes to spacing and when it comes to reading opponents. But he's also in there with the best of them, and you you gotta know that people like Tokido and everybody that was in his bracket um, here at E League were gonna be studying Mena tapes, right? And so when you when you play like that, it's like yeah, you'll come out on top sometimes, but will you be consistent? Especially if people are actually gunning for you, because you know that they're gunning for him a lot more than they were, you know, previous to Capcom Cup. And so I think that uh, everything that Donka said there was was absolutely accurate. But I think this is another part of it too. Like he's still doing things that are incredibly unsafe, and and he's not getting away with them as much as he used to. I think it was at uh, I think it was at Combo Breaker that he was playing Nemo or Nemo, and and uh, he was it was at the end of a round, and he was winning. But he still went for birdie sweep, despite it being unsafe, especially against a fully stocked Urian. And you go, like, why would you go for a sweep there? It's like, it's unexpected, sure. But guess what? Nemo blocked it and then was able to punish with, like, an EX shoulder into V-trigger into death. And and so you're still seeing that kind of, like, 50-50 and, and, and kind of randomized play. Um, and, and I think that the pros that he's playing with are kind of catching on. That plus birdie nerfs, plus, you know, he's a young player still figuring out how to go about, you know, the competitive scene and everything. And I don't think we've by any means seen the last of him. This is not like the beginning of the end or anything like that for Mena. Right. It's just that you can't be all that consistent in this group of players with that style of play. He's got to come up with something new. He's got to evolve his game. Yeah. And he'll figure that out, and I think he will. But right now, that's, I think, And what we're he did seeing. beat... You know, Knuckle do to win Texas Showdown literally mm-hmm. a month ago. So I mean, right. it's not right. like he can't win. 
Yeah, oh, everyone's. Sorry. I guess it was Zidane's dog run, not Nemo. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, every you know that that's one of the things that kind of worries me about all this all this meta talk. Like, so many people are acting like he's done, he's out of it. He's still in the top fifteen of the. Program. He's going to qualify even without having automatically qualified. I guarantee it. Right. Yeah. So right. and, it's, and it's like he just he missed top eight at combo breaker by one spot. You know, he's made top 16 at Combo Breaker. He's made top 16 at NCR. He's made top eight at three other events. You know, it's not like he's, he forgot how to play. He's just not, you know, not at world champion level. But that's a very, very, very difficult level to not only get to, but maintain. I will say I think Mena and Punk are going through a similar issue where they have a lot of lack of confidence in their characters based on nerfs and they're frustrated with the way people are perceiving them and I think it's affecting their play, if you want me to be honest. <laughs> and, and you mean Dew's uh, uh, new uh, addiction to Fortnite it has nothing to do with it? That well, I was dude was at Dew, the I was about Punk and, and Oh, Punk, not Dew, yeah. my bad. Um, shout outs to That's... Beats by Noel Brown real quick. Oh, he subscribed again, right? Yes. And these people, what I mean, especially guy. those are two, you know, younger people. People like uh, it's really books? getting to people the way they're perceived on media, and they both said it, and it's become obvious. And people are really attacking them at this point on Twitter and in Twitch streams. And those two in particular probably get more hate than anyone. Mm. Yeah. And I and hope I mean, they can find their zen with it because it's obviously getting to them. I think that's asking a lot when you're 19 or 20 or however old either one of them are. Like, like I, I mean, I put myself in that position and and i'll say it with the caveat that when we had mena on he seemed like incredibly mature for his age the way he was fielding um you know the questions and the way he was talking about things in general so uh it's it's really rough when you're that age you know you have you have only so much experience and i can only imagine having that much of the spotlight and the expectation put on you um when, when you're just you know you're still figuring yourself out in a lot of ways so it can't be easy by any means especially when you're in you know when you're that that age group but but yeah we are seeing them not really handle a lot of this negative light in in amazing ways you know punks out here like saying he doesn't want to play on the pro tour anymore and yeah but that was based on if i'm not mistaken like just random shit outside of him versus his opponent he was if i'm not mistaken referring to the and this is at dreamhack referring to the lag on the bluetooth controllers and that venue was packed with all kinds of it was i'm the biggest skeptic when it comes to complaining about the game and i will say 24-hour venues need to have an op- uh, like uh, an alternate way of dealing with this because I was seeing freezes during Street Fighter V that I've never seen before. Mm. Like, and it affects, it's been proven to affect Bluetooth connection, so like the lag on Bluetooth inputs, which he does play on pad, and it's been proven <clears> to affect, you know, frame rate drops. So they're going to have to figure oh. out a way because obviously having these PS4s on for 48 hours is causing problems. And, and, and John, I feel like it's a, it's a combination of things, right? Like if you're already not performing where you want to be performing, and then you get, like you're already probably on the edge or uh, frustrated, and then something like lag or potential lag happens with your controller, yeah, it pisses me. Like, I don't want to play this effing game anymore. Of course. Well, like uh, when we were at uh, Combo Breaker, when Punk lost, I think he got 16th. I was sitting in like the little cafe bar area, and he and Justin came out, and and he was talking about how he uh, it was like he's like apparently there was some kind of a negative edge glitch with Karen, and I didn't get the thing I wanted because of that. And so you're seeing him blame another thing again on this, and it's like 
the the whole PS4 thing and the Bluetooth stuff, like that's that's a, a valid thing and it should t- you know be taken into consideration. But what I'm seeing in a pattern is oh, like yeah. blaming external things. And if you're blaming other things, then there's no onus on you to get better. And if that's your approach, it's very unlikely that you're going to up your game because if it's something else's fault. You don't have to. And so that's why I'm particularly worried about Punk's approach. Like, it's easy to be there. Everybody gets salty. Everybody wants to blame something else. Everybody does it from time to time. But him as a top player, he's got to rethink his attitude if he wants to have a chance at hanging in there with the best of them. Now, let, let, let's pull that back for a little bit. Uh, because I think some of this is us putting too much expectation on of these course. young guys. They're, they're, they're 19, 20 years old. Not only that... But they're also really this first generation of, I, I, I don't want to say first generation of fighting game celebrities, because people all over the world know who Daigo is. People know who Justin Wong is. But they're really the first one that, that are on this huge esports wave. I mean, you, you go into a GameStop and you see Punk's face uh, on a, a display for headsets. Mm-hmm. You know, Mena got an interview with basically got called out by his government mm-hmm. uh, for, for the things he did. So the amount of attention, the amount of pressure, the amount of crap these guys get on social media when they do misstep is so much higher, so much greater, so much more intense than anything that players like Daigo, Justin Wong, Ricky had coming up. Now, Ricky, the shit she gets is a completely different category. I don't want to detract from that, but it, the intensity is just so, so high on these guys that, you know, I, I think maybe we should cut them a little slack. If, if someone doesn't shake a hand right away, you know, they're, they're still growing up. You know, yeah, oh, good. I was just going to say, I'm glad that like, you know, they're not completely filtered by their teams or anything, but I'm also surprised there hasn't been more stepping in of people onto some of these social media issues. Given that you have a team, I wonder if they have any connection to that, if Echo Fox has any sort of system in place for dealing with social media management of their players. It probably will in coming years, but I think we're still a little bit early for them to to like have that really on their radar to the point where it becomes like policy. But guaranteed, a few years, if esports continues down the path that it seems to be on, of course there's going to be more and more regulation on those kind of fronts. What are you going to say, Everett? I was just going to mention something that, you know, I was talking to Panda. I don't know if you remember Panda from Panda X Gaming. He still puts on streams in the FGC, OG guy, or at least a Niner OG. Um, he was telling me that, because, uh, you know, he's working with the Houston Outlaws now in some capacity. He's like, if there wasn't any restrictions on picking up these players, uh, they would be picking up, like, 14- and 15-year-old players. Can you imagine that? He says, these are the best players right now. We just can't uh, put them on oh, the team. Oh, yeah. Some of these kids are insane. Um, I'm just, oh, it's man. just, it's crazy, right? It's not like traditional sports where you need to be a fully developed adult mm-hmm. um, to, to be good at this. Uh, so I do think that going forward, we're probably going to find younger and younger superstars in the esports space, you know, in that general term. So I just find it interesting. Um, there's plenty more to talk about in DreamHack, but we have a recap to return to, Steve. <laughs> I guess we can do that. Uh, let's take a look at another big Street Fighter event that went down. This one in Japan, uh, the e- the Rage All Star League. This was uh, something we mentioned last week uh, with six team captains from Japan, the top six finishers from last year's Pro Tour. Uh, 
top six Japanese finishers. What's the deal say. with these team names? And we have the trailer if you want to see. I don't think you've seen it, right, Steve? Just... I have, uh, now, now this was sh the trailer was shared in the group chat, but I never got around to watching it. So I if you play it, it if you play it, this will be my first time seeing it, I swear. We're going to clip it. We're going to put your face, and it's going to be Steve reacting, and we're going to put it on YouTube. We're going to get a lot of clicks. Right. You'll get sued by the Fine Brothers. So um, it's a shame <laughs> that we don't have the audio on here because the music sounds like something straight out of uh, Rio Olympics. And so does really the uh, the design on it. Yeah. But uh, I almost want to fast forward a little bit just to get to the good stuff. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it speaks for itself. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? And look at Daigo with, like... Reminds me of like like when they put like the children in the rooms in those like test subject movies, and then they give them toys to play with. Steve is reacting, guys. What is going on? Why is Daigo pouring all of this? You have to hear it later with the music, bud. Tokido Flame. Getting ready. Uh, that's understandable. For, for, when I first saw it, I was like, wait, is Tokido's, is that, has that been his gamer tag all along, Tokido Flame? And I had no idea. And then it dawned on me that there's like team names. He is on Ocean. <laughs> he was wearing boxing gloves a second ago. He was. Fujimura Emerald. Ah, oh, shh. Thank you. Umahara Gold. Esports at the end there. Uh, Umahara Gold would be like a uh, like a beer name or something. <sighs> Give me that Umahara Gold, please. Lager. Dude, when's the full house version of this? But that's kind of it's, it's you know all things considered, it's a pretty badass little trailer. I mean, it's well composited. It's, if it's you got will. good quality, right? Like production quality. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. Um, so many questions. Like what? Uh, what? <laughs> What's a good one? <laughs> anyway, uh, back to your graphic here, Chief. Um, what do we got? All right. Um, so this is these are the results of the draft. Uh, so. Obviously, you see some very good players. Uh, I, I don't think any of these guys should be a shock to anybody. You got Tokido, Fudo, and Mago on one team. That's ridiculous. You got Idazan, Machibo, Gachikun. Daigo's got Sako and Bonchan. <laughs> Machibo is probably the most surprising just because it's impressive that he so quickly transitioned out of Guilty Gear Evo Champion into, you know, drafted by Pro Street Fighter is just ridiculous the amount of talent on display uh in this event uh, they did have their first round of competition uh you had sunrise beating flame gold beating emerald and ocean beating aurora so the format is going to be very similar to that of gfinity there's going to be the team round robin uh, the top teams make the playoffs a little later this year. Uh, the next match days are going to be next Wednesday and Thursday, the 13th and 14th, with uh, match days two and three. What's crazy is what, what many people would have considered the top two players, Tokido and Fujimura, going into this are the two teams that lost the hardest. So, yep. Interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, uh, and I'd have to look at the names again, but it felt like just at the first glance, Ocean and Aurora were like kind of the lowest tiers. And, and like that's still, you know, it is on Nemo and in, in those teams too, um, just compared to everyone else. Uh, but they played each other. So one had to have a victory and one had to have a loss here. But if I were to, uh, at first glance, kind of rank these, I think I'd put those two towards the bottom. Um, so, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. 
All right. Um, <clears throat> yes, Divitra with that awesome ass uh, emoticon or whatever you call it, emoji. What do you call them? In? Emotes uh, with that handshake from. Oh, the handshake. Anyway, it's in the chat. All right, uh, moving on. I liked it a lot. Did you I watch it? it was, I, 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 I watched some of, of the matches. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was really what high was the level presentation team play. Yeah, it was just pretty standard esports, you know, playing across from each other to deal with the trailers you saw. I just thought I just thought it was nice to see high level team gameplay. You see a big variety of characters. It's like a lot of matches in a row. They use the SF five team battle mode, which made it even faster. Oh, I just no. thought it was cool. Um, I liked it. Okay. Well that's neat. Uh Chief, you wanna take us to the next one? Where are we going next? Uh let's go to Germany for Damage Germany. Damage Germany. I don't know if the GE the gets pronounced Germany. twice. Ah, sure, Maybe it's Damage Germany. Oh, no? God. Any chance no. that I'm right no, on that? No. Zero chance on that. <laughs> uh, this was a big Tekken tournament. Uh, not part of the Tekken World Tour. Uh, that was off this week. But you had some big names. You had Jimmy J. Tran make the trip out. You had Knee out there. And Knee winning is no surprise he's won the last two master events uh made grand finals at every event he's entered on the pro t or on the uh Tekken world tour this year but the big surprise came in uh top 32 Kanan trench actually got a 2-0 win over knee to send him to the losers bracket that hmm. was at that was a ridiculous match and then they got the rematch in grand final and Kane actually tied it up 2-2 in the first to seven uh, in the first game, but then Nee took over, winning the last two to get the reset and then uh, winning at four straight. So, I'm nee, assuming JDCR and Saint weren't there. They were not uh, at this event. Uh, they are also not going to be at uh, Fighting Games Challenge, which is the next Tekken World Tour event as of right now. But still a bunch of top Korean players that are going to be out there. Um, so Nee, yeah, he he's still hot, but he's vulnerable. It's good to see Harry Potter doing well. Yeah. I've right? got nothing. I've got no follow-up. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, okay, what else happened, bud? Uh, let's take a look at the Capcom Pro Tour. They had two events this week, both ranking events. The first one was a... Uh, the first online event for the Asia region. This was Southeast Asia, so not Japan, Korea, uh, Taiwan, or Hong Kong, but the other nations in that region were eligible. And a little bit of history, Chuan becoming the first ever Malaysian player to win a CPT event, uh, beating fellow countryman Neko XX in the final, uh, Sien making top eight, uh, Leslie, always good to see him, uh, do some work. Can't wait to see what he does with uh, those the ten guys this year. I didn't right. even know book the Tekken player played Street Fighter, but apparently he, he does. He, he is actually really good. So he he can he can surprise you out in uh, if you run into him in a bracket. So don't sleep on that guy. Okay. Uh, the other event on uh, CPT this week was DreamHack Austin, and that was won once again by Justin Wong. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. If you're going to do it, you got to sell it, dude. bodied everyone. I, I know. I, 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 I felt like I should do it, and then I backed out just before I started to say it, but I didn't back fully out, so that's the that led to the abomination you heard. I apologize for that. So you were saying that Justin bodied everybody? Justin 
bodied everybody. With Minot? <laughs> With Minot. I mean, we've seen and a Hulk. lot of times, we've seen Justin kind of begin a patch or a game or a season with dominance and then fall off. But I feel like he's giving us reason to believe that he's really going to stick to it and stay really strong this year. Way more than Karen, I think we see his Minot and just feel like, wow, he could really be a force all year. I saw him start a match with five fierce punches with Minot. Not you know so. why? Just pressing the button. Because it recovers so fast that you can't even jump over it, and it's stupid. I mean, it, I wouldn't change a whole lot about the game right now, but I would give that move a little bit more recovery, at least on whiff. Um, and I think we talked about that before on the show, I think, but... Yeah. She's Justin's really doing... strong. You could argue she's the best. I mean, she's right there for sure. Yeah, at least yeah, absolutely. There's 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 an argument to be made. But you know what's interesting with Justin is is like at Combo Breaker, he did really good, but it still I don't think he made top eight, right? And um it was like kind of like, yeah, Justin Wong's there. And then the week before he like dominated at Canada Cup. And then this week, like it's like every other week he does exceptionally well. And and going into it, I would have been like, you know, I think Oil King is probably the favorite here. He's been he's been red hot. Um, and and is 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 doing amazingly well, but Justin kind of just like handed it to him or, or handled him really easily. <clears throat> Same thing with like Problem X and and like playing against the the Bison matchup, which you hear is really bad for Monot, and then Justin's able to just like roll for Problem X sometimes. And um, so it's been interesting to see like like sometimes he's that Justin that's like oh, top 16 because we're past that initial like push where he's really good at a game and then sometimes he's like just coming out here and bodying people for free uh to get first place at these events so he's been really um I, I guess I guess making progress and, and doing a, a lot better it's hard to say if there's like an actual correlation there or if it's a, it it's it always seemed like he's done better at American events and at ranking events and at events where there's less of a breadth of amazing players than at the, the giant premieres. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's something that's even necessarily correlated or if that's something he'll be able to overcome, but he's he's looking like no one in the U.S. is going to touch him at any of the ranking events he chooses to go to. So well, He did make top eight at NCR, uh, finished just outside of top 16 mm-hmm. at Combo Breaker. Uh, NCR was so competitive. He drops all his V-Trigger combos, too, so he's only going to get better. I mean, he really drops everything, so it's crazy how good he is, like, just based on pure normal spacing. Um, Anybody else on this uh, final ranking here, or rather the um, leaderboard? Toy had a great weekend. I mean, obviously, Toy beat Knuckle, dude. Toy beat Punk. Uh, he had a great weekend. Um, I think he's living in Texas now, but if you don't know Toy, yeah, he he's a Louisiana Dallas. player. He used to be part of the Gods of Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, and he was repping uh, 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 Bison and doing really well. I thought Bison was a low-tier character this season. No, he's he's pretty decent, no. and Toy really, really killed it this week. Jan beat John Takeuchi. You're lucky it's not a premiere event because Jan made top eight with Abigail. Yeah, well, there was like... Oof. 90 entrance. This isn't this oh, isn't exactly combo doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like let's <laughs> I'm a very I okay. But if Jan gets top eight at a premiere, I'll be so thrilled. I'll gladly give people some uh some Chun Li costume. Every single Chun Li costume. Um Oil King, what do you think? You know, I obviously he, Oil King he's not the new. Falk, yeah. Which was really interesting to see. No one was ready for that, I don't think. And it worked pretty well. He took several games within the, the two matches where he brought her out. So. Yeah, he was uh, beating up on, I think, Alex Myers' uh, Cami pretty good with uh, Falk. The other thing is, and hey, I know Oak King's not new. Yeah. Shout out to Jerry92602. Let me get you a gift here, real quick. Uh, how about the good old doggito? Judge. I feel bad. I'm interrupting Steve's recap. Yeah, but we do that all the time anyway. Um. <laughs> 
But but yeah, basically Justin bodied everyone, and every other match was really interesting that Justin wasn't in. It was a good tournament. Let me see. Let me get back to this uh, to this sheet here. Um, Oil King. I was telling you about Oil King. I know he's not new. I know he's been on the scene for a while. I know he's already been putting up some pretty good results. But I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was there IRL. But uh, I felt like Oil King really a lot of his personality was coming out. Um, oh yeah. Get, getting to to know him a little better just from his antics on stream. Looking over Alex Meyer's shoulder at what he was looking at on his phone, <laughs> kept doing that thing where he like you know breathes like you know he's about to he like. Was look, he was looking <laughs> extra hard too. It wasn't like a peak. It was like <laughs> there's looking over your shoulder and then there is looking over the shoulder. I um, you guys, I don't know if if you've seen the show uh, from the beginning, you probably know Cast Blanca. He used to be the best Blanca on the planet, or at least one of them. Um, he was there. He was telling me he, he got bodied by Oil King, but he asked him, why do you call yourself Oil King? Like, where does that name come from? He said, I don't know. I thought it was a uh, memorable name, plus my hair, I oil it back, and that's why he goes by Oil King. Uh, that's not a great origin story. But I thought it had to do with Rashid. Yeah? In what capacity? That there's, like, oil in the Middle yeah. East? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I literally, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. um, I also thought it was kind of funny. There's no telling. Maybe he just went to go take a pee. <laughs> Maybe he was doing something else. But right before the grand finals match with Justin Wong, the dude just got up to use the restroom, presumably, and was like gone for like a solid five minutes. Anyway, that was a nice story, right, guys? When nature calls, man. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, you were commentating. Um, I know we're not done with the recap here, but you were commentating uh, at least day two, or day one, I guess, Saturday of Street Fighter Five. How do you think it was going? What do you mean? I mean really, what I, my real question is, what is the current state of Street Fighter V as far as like the, uh, the uh, meta or whatever you want to call it? It's really interesting, right? Because there was a long time in Street Fighter V where we had like a tier of players who was really good and could maybe beat anyone and they all could beat each other. And then you had a tier above that of like untouchable guys who were unbeatable. And that untouchable tier seems to be falling by the wayside. Everyone at this point seems to have the ability to lose. We saw Terrence, who was a fantastic player at this tournament and got third. You know, he beat Fujimura at Combo Breaker, who at the previous week was the best player in the world. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think that's random. I just think it's a testament to like how strong the Capcom Pro Tour has really made players practice and become. Because Terrence is like really fucking good, man. Like he was doing these Chun-Li, Kikosho, unblockable setups that we hadn't seen many people do. Just the level of play of the game has risen so significantly. And the what you have to do to be good is so much higher and so many more people are going after it. So I thought it was fun seeing a top eight where you see an American versus a Japanese guy and you don't go, or a Texan versus a Japanese guy and you don't go, you know, it's gonna be free. You're like, this is gonna be a good match. Speaking of which, how Texas do? Look Texas at a bias. Did, uh, you know, like I've I've been one to dog on Texas forever, actually. But uh, Texas showed up this weekend, and Jan yep. and Toy both got top eight, and Tommy was right outside and almost beat Oil King. So, yeah, but uh, who are some of the names that we uh, took out? And yeah, I say we. Knuckle Dew lost <laughs> to Twisted Rivera and Alex Player, who then drowned in pools immediately thereafter from Dallas, and then he lost to uh, Toy. Yeah, and then Oil or not Oil King? John Takauchi lost to Jan and. I think also lost a toy. Okay. Yeah, man. Shouts to Texas and shouts to Toy. Dude, that guy I really feel like has that eye of the tiger. Um, he's really put in the work and really wants to yeah, take that. He's a really humble and cool guy. All right. So um, back to the recap CPP yeah. standings overall. 
Yeah, let's take a look at those standings. Not a whole lot of change this week because there were only the two ranking events. Uh, Tokido still obviously up top, 20 points clear of infiltration for the top spot. Uh, you see Oil King and Justin Wong both now in the top 10, and then Schwan right around the cutoff for that final uh, spot in Capcom Cup. Why is uh, why is Mena's name blue? He's <laughs> his name is blue because he is automatically qualified for the Capcom Cup by virtue uh, of being the reigning and defending champion. Smart. But why did you pick blue? As the club to represent it. Because blue <laughs> is what I do. Don't, don't answer his question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he controls the money, so I kind of have to. Yeah, I hold the purse strings. Uh, that massive purse that we got going on. Yeah. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, that is the end of the recap. Oh, no, let's do this roundup, and then I have some questions for some of the other people, some some of which aren't even on camera, but we'll get to that. Uh, DreamHack Austin 2018, other FGC tournament results. Steve? Yeah, there was uh, more going on at DreamHack than just uh, Street Fighter. You had Sonic Fox take out Hook Gang God in the grand final of DB Fighters. You had uh, Speed Kicks win in Tekken. Uh, you had Hamad, the Texas kid, uh, taking Guilty Gear. So he is a champion. Congratulations to him. Uh, it was a big smash event as well. Uh, good weekends for Plup and Larry Lur as they win... Uh, both singles in and doubles in Melee and Wii U, respectively. Um, and then congratulations to SKD, Slipping Bug, uh, Kosalix, Prophet, and Remy for picking up wins in their respective These all the kids are making like a jillion dollars, and there's like seven of them. I have no <laughs> idea. It's sick. I should there start playing. Like, it had... 500 entrants. Did it really? Wow, that's crazy. I'm 60 if I remember correctly. It's like, why like this game? I've never, I even looked it up on Twitter. No one talks about it, but <laughs> everyone's just like secretly competing for this prize money. Or maybe they have like, maybe they use the IRC. Like maybe they're using like antiquated chat methods. I have no idea. <laughs> Smoke signals. 586 entrants. Yeah, apparently they're kicking our ass, so I have no idea. That was more, uh, I think it was... It was pretty much platform fighter weekend. You had Brawlhalla in first with 586. You had uh, Smash Wii U with 316. Uh, Melee had 394. And then Street, uh, the biggest traditional FGC tournament was uh, Dragon Ball Fighters with 244. So, Shouts to Hamad. He was real proud of himself on Twitter saying uh, he's always wanted to be a winner in multiple games. And now he can call himself that. That guy's such an asshole, though. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> no, he's not. Like, he's the ultimate Habibi. Slight, slight correction. Uh, Sonic Fox beat Hook and God in winner's final, yes. not grand final. He beat Chris G in the grand final. So, my bad. Um, I don't know how it was at home, but because uh, I heard the stream kept going down. When I rolled up there on Saturday, the stream was down on for Tekken. And then it was for grand finals of Street Fighter V, if I'm not mistaken, the stream went down. Uh, it was a it, massive but... venue. Yeah, right yeah. before it. I think they made them stop. Like, they didn't actually play until the stream was back right. up. Um, is anybody... Damn do, Bluetooth. It, it was definitely the Bluetooths. Um, does anybody want to talk about this actual venue at DreamHack, Mike? Uh, we can probably uh, wax a little bit on it if you care to. What about the venue? Uh, the only thing that really, really impressed me 
was the PUBG. Oh stage. man, we're getting around. The PUBG stage was so cool. It's like a two-story stage with like every single person in the hundred-man PUBG free-for-all was <laughs> yes, like dude. in the stage, like, and you could see all of them playing with each other and reacting. It was pretty cool. It'd be interesting to see. Like, I, I don't know if fighting games has like the potential for anything quite like that. I don't think they make as much sense. Yeah, that's right. Because I mean, you only need one screen, and four dudes can play crowd around a screen. But um, like, if it's a Smash game or a Brawlhalla game, which is what the show's going to be, it's a cool venue. I mean, DreamHack has a lot of potential. I think. There's definitely, like, I mean, we're still at a point where it's, like, a convention with a free tournament. So, like, the tournaments are still, like, 60 or 70% DQs. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, those numbers are drastically inflated, if we're being honest, because a lot of people just sign up for free because they can. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's really nice, and there's a jillion setups, so you can easily play casuals the whole time, even while the tournament's going on. Um, I hope they make them premieres because they are really well ran and yeah. you know they're really fun to go to. Yeah, aside from the internet issues and uh, the Bluetooth lag issues and uh, the DQ issues and the uh, I heard it was really cold in the venue issues. Um, it was very cold. <laughs> oh, I saw hand warmers. It was 104 <laughs> outside and like four inside. <laughs> um, but well, that average is up to 54, which ain't too bad. That's that's, that's cold. pretty cold. Yeah, that's pretty chilly, dude. Um, but anyway, back to fighting games, um, my man. Elon Wachowski, he's been dying to talk on this show. He's like, please <laughs> let me just opine on something. Tekken, you commentated. You were looking snappy as hell, bro, wearing that uh, blazer. Oh, thanks. All right, so great. but talking about Dragon Ball, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How, how, how was Tekken? Uh, I know it wasn't didn't have every big name on there. Speed, it was it Speed Kicks, was there? Yeah, uh, it was one of those things where, like you were, like Mike was saying. Uh, the there's the level of people who are good at the game and then there's the upper echelon of people who are professionals and play this game every weekend and travel uh and speed kicks was the only person who was at that level so in a way it was a little bit uh was he playing sub characters in top eight no he was playing horong he was playing serious which was cool and big ups for him uh for giving everybody else a chance to get their asses whooped uh, but what was neat to see was a lot of more of the local players showed up. I know there was a couple of people who do go to the UFO weeklies that made top eight. I think uh, one of the dudes, uh, Careless, who made top four was actually well, a local guy here in Austin. So, And then Forward from Houston making... I loved seeing Forward use Akuma in this game just because, you know, I know Forward is the yeah. best Akuma and, in Texas. And you can tell that Forward's still not too comfortable with the game, but he was winning, like... I feel like he was winning just based off of sheer like fundamentals and like his combo practice with Akuma, which was pretty neat to see. But yeah, no, the tournament was cool. People were nice. Stream chat didn't tear us apart too bad, so you know. Yeah, I heard you were improvement from Saturday. Easy. Yeah. yeah, those guys were bad. All right. Um, any other uh, firing them shots? Yes. Indeed. Uh, Dragon Ball. How's Dragon Ball doing? What is the current state of Dragon Ball? How are we doing? What are the teams? What's the meta? Who's top tier? Who's low tier? How are things going? Dragon Ball is in a weird state, in my opinion. I'm playing it, so I like the game. I've been having fun with it. Like um, I entered here. I unfortunately got double jeopardy to the guy who got fifth. Who uh, Black. Cage Black. So I lost to him twice. Both 2-1 was unfortunate. But um, the game's balance is becoming an issue, I think. And it's like at a pace where it's not normal. I think in most fighting games you see, you know, people complain about this character's top tier, this one isn't. In Dragon Ball you're legitimately seeing us come to a point where almost every top player is playing Cell and Kid Buu and Bardock and Vegeta. And um, I hope they address it quickly because 
I, it, not that it's like makes the game worse to have low balance, because plenty of people fall in love with games where you can only play one character, you know, and everyone's the same. But I think for a game that relies on its IP so heavily, mm-hmm. uh, and when people know that Piccolo and Frieza and them are in the game, but no one's picking them, I think it hurts it a little more mm. than if it's something else. So I don't want to like discuss it on like a micro level where we talk about what's wrong with the balance specifically. But I hope they they up the viability of some characters because we're getting to a point where it's just like, yeah, we're switching or not. And I talked, I won't name names, but I talked to some of the pro players there and they're like, yeah, I'm sponsored. I have to, you know, like, yeah, this is where we're at. Like I have to pick top tier. Yeah. And not just the top tier, but like specific, there's like literally like four characters you pick. It's not a lot. Well, it, it does feel like like you're gonna see a Vegeta on every other team. You're gonna see a Cell. Kid Buu's become a lot more prominent. Bardock's up there. So yeah, those four you're gonna see more than anyone. But I mean, it is teams of three, and and you are seeing like Piccolo from at least like Hook Gang God, who that's only one dude, right? But but you're seeing him in top eights on the regular. So like Piccolo's getting some representation. Trunks is getting some representation from like Chris G. Gotenks is now on the on the radar because of like Sonic Fox. So I feel like there there are some characters, but then then you have like Broly, and you have like Frieza, and then you know like Krillin and. Yamcha. I guess I guess Kazunoko plays Yamcha, but there there is very much like you know a, a big gap in the representation for a lot of characters, and some you're just like absolutely not seeing at all, at least anymore, you know. And so, um, but but I do feel like there there are certain instances where you are seeing other characters like you know like Piccolo and Trunks and and Gotenks and company, um, where like that's good for it, right? My devil's so, advocate like, response to that would just be like in all those situations, it's like Piccolo is with Cell and Vegeta. Trunks is with Bardock and Vegeta. Oh, yeah, these are all yeah. just attachments to, like... And they're know, always like, the worst character on the team doing the least. So it's just, like, one of those situations. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like the game. I'm just saying, from, like, what I see from an outsider's perspective, you see a lot of stream chat hate on it being... And, and Street Fighter, for all the shit it gets for Cami and stuff like that, does not usually have that problem. Mm. You usually see at least five or six unique characters in a top eight and often seven or eight. Yeah, but like you know, Marvel had every team had a. Or it wasn't would, close to this. Like a Doom Magneto. For it example. wasn't close to this though. I mean, the teams were way different compared yeah. to this. Uh, that at least you know, if we're going statistically, and people have shown it. Sure. All right. So like, do you fix that real quick? Then do you fix that by just giving like a, a little bu- like a buff or two to all those characters like Beerus and and like I don't know eighteen and and people like that. To, to get them up into that same like echelon, or do you kind of like nerf the top tiers a little bit, or like how, how do you go about fixing that if you're if you're Arxis? My my thought process has always been it has to be a mixture of both, um, especially because like what we saw with the first patch was only nerfs, and so you saw a game with five top tier characters get two of them nerfed and you're down to three, and so that mm-hmm. that lowers diversity, it doesn't increase it. You know, like if you nerf two great characters and there's the other three are still great, they're just gonna not play those two and move on yeah. to the other three. So I think they're going to have to shake things up at some point. I don't think it's a problem yet, like, to a massive degree. But I think when Evo has eight cells in top eight, um, I think it's going to be an issue. And I think you're going to be uh, – I would bet on at least six six cells in top eight of Evo mm-hmm. and at least four kid boos. I think it's going to be that bad. Are you going to put a bet on that? <laughs> Nine Vegetas. I would bet on over four cells in top eight. No question. What's the – So uh, over half stakes? cells. What are the stakes? What, what should the stakes be? Uh, it can't be Chun costumes because you're already giving them all away when uh, there's a Abigail on top eight at a premiere event. Uh, give away a bunch of Burleys. 
I'll give away three Brolies. <laughs> but if you, but if there are four or more cells in top eight, then what does the chat have to refer to you as? We could do Lord Donka and then, uh, well, that's the other bet. Lord Donka Esquire. Esquire. Yep, there you go. If the so Esquire. You got to donate one bit. I don't know, man. Like you got like you like gentleman's bet. Hey, I accidentally unplugged the HDMI over here, uh, Elon. Did you? If you're in this chat signal? right now, you should donate one bit if 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 there's over four cells in top eight of Diva. So so wait, are we or going? Are we going four or more? Or are we going over four? Well, I'll do over four. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'll be. I'll so be. I'll really more. square up on this. Five. All right. Five to eight cells in top eight. And that's uh, without a patch. Without a patch. Okay. Um, anything surprise you at all for Dragon Ball this weekend? Not really. All right. How'd you do? As you I said, I got double yep. eliminated. Sorry. I'm at place, but whatever. Moving on. Um, real big news, guys. Maxi has been re uh, <laughs> revealed for... Uh... Wait, wait. I asked you if you were getting my feed, and you said I was... Let Did Elon mess up again? It's all Elon's fault. It was not me oh at all. Gosh, I was not fidgeting dude. with the uh, HDMI cable. I guess the big thing to talk about while we're waiting for that is just like the patch culture has made it so that we're like, we have to fix this now, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, that didn't I used forget, to be a thing. It was L.I. Joe. It was L.I. Joe talking, tweeting out uh, something about patching, and it, it got me thinking like, okay, these old school players talking about how patching is bad. Would they be? Would they still think it was bad if patching, hot fixing, etc., was as easy to do then as it is now? Because basically, back then, once a the game was shipped, that was it. There might be an updated version, you know, later on down the road, but the game you had was the game yeah. you had. It's a weird double-edged sword, and I think patching becomes something that is quote-unquote necessary for the sake of game balance faster now. I mean, people don't want to admit it, but players are way better now than they used to be. Like, 100%. You have way more eyes on the game. You have way more tech coming out. You have, like, a jillion people writing out frame data and finding combos who don't even play the game in tournament at this point. Um, I mean... Like, we're going to boil down to who's good and who's bad, and those differences are going to be more important than ever. If you have three people and three of them are your friends in a basement, you know, it doesn't matter who you pick in Super Smash Bros. It's just going to be the best one wins. But if you're all getting really, really good and there's a jillion of you, then, yeah, you know, you got to pick Bayonetta. I, uh, I'm trying to find the numbers for CEO because people are asking us to talk about them. <clears throat> if anybody has them, uh, shoot them on the, the The CEO... I, I hesitate to chat. do that because registration is still open until I want to say the twentieth. Okay. All right, chat. Sorry. I say Jillian a lot. Yeah. It's a, S it's a big number. Steve also, does not want us to talk about this. Let me. Let me just double check on that. June nineteenth, it closes. Okay. So we're gonna. So I, once. Once we get to the 19th, I swear we will talk about CEO numbers. It's a go. really weird balance because in, in like League of Legends, you know, they love that. People complain about patches all the time still. But if there was no patches and it was down to the same five champions, you know, all the time, people would fucking hate it. You know, the game would have died years ago if, if, if it was always the same. But they patched the game a lot, and they drastically changed the tier list when you patch it. And characters that were, like, insanely broken, you have to ban them every game, are unplayable. But in that game, you know, the way you pick up characters is a lot faster. 
So it bothers people less, and they just move on. In fighting games, it's like, are we going to, for the sake of viewership, going to have to patch games harder and people have to switch characters? Or is it better if it just stays the way it is now? It's going to be a real challenge. Because, you know, if the, if the balance is too bad, people don't like it. But then if, it's, if they never change it, everyone's going to gravitate towards the same characters? You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's something that we as fighting game spectators are going to have to get over. You know, and no one, no one goes into football and runs. You know, like it's uh, that's a bad example. But no one plays five men on the perimeter in basketball. You know, it's bad. You don't do that. It sucks. Just like maybe that's, you shouldn't play Vega. That's <laughs> the way the that's the way the game's going though. You know, you look at what the Warriors are doing, and <laughs> you, I, no, seriously, compare the amount the amount of spacing between players now uh, to. Like Michael Jordan's day, there is so the games change because players have to cover so much more space defensively. That's why, um, and and there's so many more quality shooters in the league. That's why scoring's going up. That's why people are like, oh, no one's defending. Defending's just flat out harder now. That's why people can't remember the score because it's changing so much so quickly. But yeah, this was all just my delaying until Efren got up his picture. So here we go. Efren, put up your picture. No, well, let's see. I was just going to say that uh, everybody can rest easy. Maxi is in Soul Calibur 6. Oh, These we trailers are sick. Dandy of the seas. He looks cool, man. I don't like the sound effect of his, uh, of his nunchucks. This game looks well, I don't sick. like the sound effect of your face. So this is the first game in a long time that's made me, like, like a first fighting game in a long time where, like, I feel like a kid where I'm like, I just want to do it to do the super moves. Because, <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, that's why you played fighting games, was of to course. literally do the special moves versus your friends. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, hey, don't hit me. Like, I just got the bar, you know? <laughs> Stop. And this is that game where, like, if you threw me when I just got my super, I would be pissed. <laughs> like, I'd probably tell my mom to drive you home. So you are totally the kid that would set have kids over and then tell your mom to drive them home. Mom, you know, like John it is fucking so throwing me. <laughs> Get him out. Exactly. Go your mom's the bouncer of your house. <laughs> Ever to sleepovers? Uh, that's hilarious. Okay. Um, out. I am excited for uh, Soul Calibur, but I've never played it competitively or any of the uh, Namco games or like Tekken. Um, Resident Namco, Bamco guy. What do you think? Are you excited for Soul Calibur, Elon? I've never played Soul Calibur. Okay. Competitively. Well, um... <clears throat> You're welcome. Don't turn off your mic. Because Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. What is it? Uh, cash Grab? What did you guys call it last <laughs> Blaze time? Blaze Blue Cash Grab Battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was released today, and I think you're the only one that played it, Elon. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's a fun game where you can just roll your face on the stick and cool things happen. Wow. Okay. But like it's well, that's every game right now. Yeah, but the big thing that bothers me about it is that it went the way of auto combos of Dragon Ball Fighters, except like to the nth degree, where like literally that game is all auto combos. It's just A B and then a special button C. Um, I you know, and what's what's interesting is like something like Uniest or like Blaze Blue or Persona, like they're all known for being like very like technical. You need to have your execution on point to play those, than to go to a game like this where it's just all watered down shenanigans it's a you know i'm not a fan but i mean not I, to say that I it's not fun some watered down shenanigans give me some watered down shenanigans yeah i mean not to I'm say it's not fun i was having a blast with it this morning you know just if you're gonna make this game make it for free on pc ah someone do it ah <laughs> who uh who's on your team i was playing gordo and ruby 
Sounds about right. All right. Top um, tier. Thank you. Moving well, on. Goodbye. That's day one top tier. Now we know. Yeah. Goodbye. What the hell is... You <laughs> <laughs> literally like put the, the audio down on it. Uh, body count fighting six. Que es eso? It's kind of like the new bar fights where they have like a, you know, they have a fight card and they have specific, you know, challenger matches. Check this out. I'm even going to scroll it for you guys live. Y'all ready for this? It's Don't, all no, dependent on whether they talk get the right people. This. Ooh, Scarry versus Theo. That's cool. <laughs> oh, T.O. is playing? T.O. is playing. <laughs> what? Against D.A.A. What is this? That's sick. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So oh, that is next sense. Tuesday night. What the hell is this? What is this, Velvet? Anybody? All right. So, uh, Steve, what can you tell us about this? Uh, this is... They've been going on for a while. Uh, this is basically a set of exhibitions, but the one thing that differentiates them is that they have titles. They have a for each of their three main games, Injustice, Street Fighter, and, and Dragon Ball, they have a title belt. And whoever wins the title belt has to defend it at the next event. So you've got Super Noon and the Kill Sage fighting for the DBFZ title. You've got Scar and Theto fighting for the, for the Injustice title. Uh, talking about uh, shaved armpits on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. Um, the hell? You've got Phenom and Smug fighting for the Street Fighter V title. It's, it's a nice twist on it you know it, it it's fun seeing you know all the trash talk leading up to a title fight it's sort of like boxing meets wwe meets fgc which i think is a very good avenue to go on in in terms of of our community so if you can correctly guess terrell owens's full dragon ball fighters team i will also give you a broly can that be... Oh, like, so that's not readily available. You have to wait and see? We're, we're going to have to see that day. Okay. All right. Who do you think it is? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going We're there. the scummiest characters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, are, we, are, are we doing that for real? Yeah. He okay. just said it. It's on the, it's on the All right. air. All right. So in the, if you're in chat right now, you're listening to the archive, you have until the beginning of next week's show. Tweet us at Best of V Show. Uh, predict which character or what. It's got to be the whole correct team. Yeah. And In the order. colors. You have to order pick the right colors, matter. too. Order doesn't, order, doesn't, order doesn't matter. But which three that uh, T.O. is rolling with uh, will throw you into a drawing if if anyone gets it right. Give you a premium sub. You don't want a Broly. Ooh. Instead of a Broly, we'll give you a premium sub. You get them emotes. No cheating. If, if you I'm somehow, if you've been training Terrell Owens and you know his <laughs> team already, don't enter. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to get my uh, emotes going. Just to remind everybody all this goodness. Look at that. If Terrell Owens, Dragon Ball Fighters trainer, is in the chat, you're disqualified. <laughs> you never know, John. You never know. Yeah, if, if he beats Darren, I want him to throw the stick down, run to the center of the of the uh, venue, and then just pose like this, and then have have Darren come and uh, hit him from behind. Uh, <clears throat> so nobody uh, watches football. Nope. What's that? Foosball. Oh my god! The people I work with. My father never threw a ball for me as a child. I have no hand-eye coordination, nor do I watch sports. <laughs> anyway, uh, Smash and Splash. 
<laughs> they asked <laughs> attendees to run the pools, and I just think that honestly, that's one of the most wholesome things. Um, First of all, has ever happened. How did that turn out? Because we all heard about it when it was when it was announced. Like everyone's like, "What? What did they just do?" Like we know let, how many problems. Let, let, happened let me read the tweet, and then we will revisit right. that very right. question. Smash and Splash says, Elon. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Boom. As a note for all of our attendees, we're asking the highest seed in each pool to run their own pool. Please take the initiative and help us out. First seeds, please take attendance and help us report. There are volunteers on hand if you have questions or need assistance. If you read the, the responses to this tweet, they get pretty hilarious. They're like, and second seeds, <laughs> we need you to bring up a backup setup. And uh, there's all kinds of funny shit going on down there. Um, I dude, this say, is grassroots as fuck, man. It's great. From reading responses, the common response afterwards is it didn't end up being that big a deal in mm -hmm. practice. Okay. But a lot of people were still upset with it in principle that they feel like they're cheaping out. <clears throat> yeah. Cheaping right. out on it. I mean, uh, I know Rick Thahato took a jab at them and said that, you know, Combo Breaker could save a few thousand dollars yeah. by doing the same thing next year or so. Yeah. I mean, it... The pools they were talking about, uh, singles pools, were run round robin. So it was a bit easier to track than uh, the double elimination brackets that most FGC players are used to. Um, they did do double elimination for uh, the doubles pools. Those were apparently all run by uh, by event staff and event volunteers. Uh, but the big thing that bothered me about this was the timing of this. Yes. You know, this came out, they had pools starting at 10 o'clock on Friday. This tweet came out at 1030 on Friday. <laughs> you know, it, after it, they it, started, it, after they started. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, Oh, by the way, it, your pool hasn't started because you're running it. <laughs> Get on it. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, what the fuck are you doing, Mango? <laughs> why are you holding up the why are you holding up the pool? Uh, they had issues getting volunteers uh, to run pools, which not uh, not uncommon. Oh God, why do I have <laughs> ball sports? It's not uncommon uh, to run into that. I know that a lot of events have trouble getting volunteers. Uh, my issue with it was that. It was being sprung on people after they had already shown up, after they had already paid money. You are now putting your tournament in the hands of people who didn't, who have no obligation to run the bracket, um, really did not agree to do so. So if something goes wrong, you're going to yell at somebody who didn't know they were running a pool until they literally... They asked them to take the initiative, Steve. Step up to the plate. You should know that. That's a sports terminology term. This is like a. This is not a thing that should be at like a giant major event for the game. In no my way, opinion. man. Who better? What, in like, what an example in a local to set. tournament or even in like a regional tournament? And if you give them notice, fine. I think people are cool with it. And like in the worst case, yeah, as Steve said, if they'd given them a lot of notice, but this was dumb. I mean, it ended up work. It's one of those things. It's like it is dumb in principle. It's not a big deal, but it shouldn't happen. That's my right. take. Anybody else got any takes on that? Smash and splash in the pool you run. <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting to a point where expectations uh, of tournaments are high. 
you know, from attendees, from viewers, from everybody. So the cost of volunteers, because there is a cost attached to them, you know, in terms of incentives, that's not something event organizers can really skimp out on. You know, it it used to be well. We'll give some of them uh, either a shirt or a discount or a couple slices of pizza, and they're good to go. You have to. Attendees are expecting a well-run event, and to ensure that, you have to have enough people on board to do it. And if that means increasing your incentive uh, amount in order to entice more people, in order to make sure that the people who do sign up actually follow through with it. That's what a lot of these events are going to have to do. Um, so it's just a matter of another <laughs> thing driving up the cost of events. I, I will, can please get these balls out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I will give the smashers. I, I will describe people something a little that they don't know. Like As far as running these pools, honestly... Smash major pools, especially these tiny, like, six-man round-robin ones are a lot different than the FGC. It's not impossible, but, like, the one seat of these pools is usually beating the rest of the people, like, so... It, it, it's not, like, a regular combo-breaker pool where, like, whoa, who's going to make it out of this? These pools are way less balanced, and you have way more of an idea who's going to win. So I don't... The, the whole thing about honesty is usually less of an issue because it's, like... It's literally Mangover's five guys who barely know how to play Smash most of the time. Well, let me tell like, you a little story about work. one of three tournaments I've ever entered in my life, not including Rambats. Um, this was the Street Fighter 25th anniversary, which started in Austin, Texas. I was real excited because I was going to run a pool. Okay. I was going to fill out the bracket, and I was going to keep it going, right? But I was also in that same pool, Ooh. and uh, I'm playing my match, and this guy comes up to me, hey, I won my match. I'm like, dude, I'm playing here, man. Um, I would hate for something like that to happen in a situation like this. It should I mean, it's, probably happen. I've run I've run pools that I've been in. Uh, it's difficult to keep track of, and it's easy to um, it's easy to fall behind because you got to get everybody else set up before you start your match. So you've got one player already waiting, and then everybody else, if their match ends while yours is going on, they have to hold on and reporting until you get your your game done so it can be done it takes a lot of work and ideally you don't want to do it especially at you know a bigger event uh event where expectations from attendees is going to be much higher i think that the whole pool running thing or or, or bracket running in general is often done uh pretty subpar just like it is it really I don't know is why it's like it's I've done it. I've done it a, a, a handful of times running like little local tournaments here and then a couple of times in brackets and, and such at, at other events. And it's like, dude, here, like everyone that's not there, you know, if someone's not a, if someone's not there when, when you start, you go through as many matches as you can without them. And if you get to their match and you can't run other ones, they're DQ'd. Bam. Done. You don't you don't sit there, call and then like wait for half an hour to see if they'll show up and hold the whole bracket up. You you set up every match that you can. If you have four stations, you set four matches up and then you put on deck matches on those. You exactly. Know? It's like it's it's like there's a very efficient way to do this. And there are a whole bunch of little tips and tricks that people just do not Employee. And that's why you volu- you you teach your volunteers to do it instead of making your one seeds do it. Yep. Hi, yeah. me. Uh, my hey, turn. Lon. What you got, pal? So, small anecdote. Uh, Texas Showdown 2016, there was a big issue in my pool where the gentleman running the pool was also in the pool. 
I had to wait two hours between my first and second matches. And then I had to wait yeah, another what? hour between my second and third match. That sounds convenient. You can take a nap. Oh, yeah. It was great. You never you, entered a, so fi- a fighting game tournament in like 2009 or 10, then you, you well, haven't seen anything. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like we're getting to a point where tournaments are getting bigger, so yeah. you cannot have that kind of thing yeah, happen with, with brackets getting as big as they are, right? So, wait, what, was, was it Texas Showdown 2016? or Yes. 2016. After, after Javi took over? No, he had taken over at that point. It was... Yeah, it was 2016. It was the first even good tournaments occasionally through. have. Uh, All right, guys, we only players. have a little over 20 minutes to go in this show, and uh, I did promise the chat a massive reveal. You okay. guys, no, I don't think they're no, ready. Oh, for I'm it. saving it. I'm saving it. We're gonna wait to it, but we need to get through a couple more topics here before we can get to this. You'll only see it here. Exclusive trailer that I won't tell you. Can you give them a hint about what it? Looks like a little something. I mean, I. I'm probably gonna. Piss it was weird when Ed Boon handed you a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wow, we're so, going back like 20 years, Ed." And he said, "We have to, yeah, because you know the current encryption doesn't work." But uh, <laughs> it was strange that he leaked it to me. Uh, you won't Very have to strange. wait until E3. Uh, okay, so I think you probably gave away too much here. <laughs> it was supposed to be a secret, anyway. Um, last week, Ishiwatari, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you actually are. Uh, suggested that there was a new Guilty game underway, and maybe we'll see something at E3. And that brought us to our question of the day. Steve, can you tell us what the question of the day was? Can we get the graphic? Without the balls in my face? (laughs) They're not in your face. They're behind your head. All right. Oh, wait. Why am I thinking about the black grip? Never mind. Um, Question of the day. Yeah, I'm screwing things up. Not Elon. My bad. Uh, E3 kicks off in just a few days. Um, and every every year, everyone's talking about what's going to happen, what's going to be revealed. Will these balls get out of my face? Who knows? Um, so we took to Twitter and we asked you, what are your predictions for E3? Uh, let's start out with uh, Jerry. Uh, he, he predicted uh, that there would be a Mortal Kombat 11 announcement more news on SC6 and more news on Street Fighter 5 Season 3. Uh, he's also hoping for MVC4, Rival Schools 3, Power Stone 3, and a new announcement for a Tekken uh, DLC character. Uh, Dave B guessed that Soul will be the next Tekken 7 guest character. That would be insane. Like Soul the beer, the Mexican beer that's really delicious and refreshing on a hot summer day? I just saw a commercial for that for the first. Did, are we getting money from them? That's great. <laughs> That'd be nice. Like I didn't even know that existed until yesterday. It's tasty. Um, I'll have to the take it. Crazy. <laughs> and then uh, Pop Lotus said, "Hopefully not another versus slash crossover game. Uh, updated Blaze Blue Central Fiction or new Blaze Blue release would be the dream." Say bet is obviously a new NRS title. Well, too bad. It's Street Fighter Cross Tekken 2. <laughs> or uh, Tekken Cross Street Fighter. MVCI 2 is my favorite. <laughs> um, but people get so hyped with these crossover titles. What's the deal? Uh, what about, like... What comes uh, after Infinite? Okay. Finite. Um, finite. MVCI Finite. <laughs> I'm that, pretty sure MVCI yeah. was Finite. <laughs> yeah, that one happened already. Um, okay, and that brings us, actually... To a block grab. Block grab. 
John, that's a great uh, female Steve voice you just did. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, block grab E3 predictions, or as uh, Steve wrote it on this doc, block grab E3 predictions or some shit. A new Guilty Gear, block or grab? On whether, oh, that's going to get announced at E3. Uh, Wait, do you block. think it's going to happen, or do you think it should happen? Is that what Grab if it's happening. I think it's going to block. block. If it's I, not I think. Happening. I think Ishiwatari was saying that, and maybe something's in the works, but I feel like for him to say it so nonchalantly as he did, he wouldn't have done if it was going to be at E3 and be a big surprise. So I think he would have kept it under locks if they had something big coming. So I'm going to block. It's a block. BOV block. You can do that in the chat if you put a capital B for block. Steve? I, I, I think it's just... <laughs> oh Why do I work with you people? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, you people, Steve? What do you mean, you people? Uh, I think it's just too soon. Uh, maybe E3 2019 we'll see something, but I, I'm not really thinking uh, we'll see anything this time, so I will block. Take the bus. <laughs> do that again. We're going to have to block you, pal. Uh, John? I don't know. Block. I'm trying to figure out how to just uh, block one comment. Yep, then we'll do that. All right, um, we're blocking on that. Uh, all right, next one. This is the obvious one. Mortal Kombat 11, block or grab? I feel like such an idiot for thinking that they were going to do that at Combo Breaker. What a dumbass. Well, I mean, I feel like we already know the answer to this one. I know, I'm like, I kind of, like, you want me Especially to answer Especially because we have the Do you uh, want me trailer. to answer this? Uh, block. Steve, block wow. or grab on Mortal Kombat 11, even though we clearly have a uh, leaked trailer? I am going to go out on a limb, a limb even. And it's it's a bit of a risk, but I think I'm going to grab. I think just uh, it, it, call it a hunch that we'll see something uh, about Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John, do you have anything to say block or grab-wise uh, for Mortal I'm Kombat 11? Gonna... Uh, I'm gonna grab the edge, uh, like just barely, just just barely hanging on. Grab, uh, but I, I think I'm just past the threshold. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna go ahead and grab. Okay, that seems like a safe choice. Um, moving on to our next block or grab, a Street Fighter Five. I was gonna say Street Fighter Five anything, not Cody related, but we're gonna stick to Street Fighter Five specifically. A character trailer. Well, they've been doing every two months, and so we got Cody in June, and then we've got July off, and then August is Evo and a new character. So I think they're gonna wait till Evo and then be like, at the end of the month, you can play G or Sagat, and maybe they'll do two. Ah, maybe they'll do something wild. They probably won't. They did one last Evo, so I think we'll just get uh, G or whatever. And so I don't think we'll get one. At so E3. nothing at E3 as far as a character trailer, Steve. Timing's too weird. Uh, Cody's already confirmed, but we've yet to see. You know, he's not coming out for a few weeks yet, so uh, it it just doesn't work this year. I'm gonna block. John, uh, you know, that. so yeah, um, Capcom has had Street Fighter Five at E3 with I think with reveals. Um, since it was announced, so like the last, I think, three years in a row. And it's slated to have Street Fighter V at E3 oh, again this year. 
but what you guys have said about Cody and the schedule for character reveals is absolutely true. It doesn't seem like they're going to bring somebody new to the table. So I'm wondering, like, well, it, what it could just be is, like, you can play Cody at E3 because they do have uh, – they, they will have Cody playable at WSO on Thursday. It's a strange day. Normally they have WSO Winter Stays On Sessions on Tuesday, and they're doing it on Thursday this week. So they already have playable Cody, you know, like kind of floating around. So my guess is it's not going to be a new character as much as I'd love it to be and as much of a like a home run that, that would be if Capcom was like wham, bam, Cody and G. Uh, I don't think that's what we're going to get. I think it'll just be playable Cody at E3, which is cool, which we'll get to see some cool stuff and, you know, people start getting little tech and things like that. But I think that's that that makes the most sense given what we know and in looking at like the history records for Capcom and E3 and such. So that's what I'm going to go with. So I guess that's a block for uh, for the overall question. Um, okay, it's a good block. What um, happened? Were you guys digging around with my, <laughs> nah, my screen? No, it's just or? some dumb shit that I deleted <laughs> off of here. Um, I was I was not going to bring that up anyway. Um, Spawn revealed for any of the current fighting games as a guest character. Well, Spawn was a guest character in Soul Calibur too. He's been there. Uh, people are saying that he's got a character. He's got a movie coming out, uh, and there's a couple of games he could potentially be in, including Soul Calibur. Including, I guess. Including, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna like have to block on. So I'm gonna give it a quick block. Block. Uh, he, he, the function sounds familiar. I don't quite. I can't quite place it, but. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to block. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 brings up some very bad memories because uh, that game I played on the GameCube with my ex-wife, and if she didn't win, things didn't go well. So block. <laughs> John, block or grab on Spawn? So, Todd McFarlane's Spawn of 1990s yeah. fame. So, But there is a new Spawn movie coming out, right, with Jamie Foxx? So that would add to the idea that, well, maybe someone would want to, you know, put this in if, if Mortal Kombat 11 were to happen, that he would be a, a good character for a game like that. Thing is, uh, and I don't, I can't find it immediately, but, like, the, the budget for that film is, like, exceptionally low. And, like, Spawn is very much a CGI kind of heavy character, especially in 2017. So it's going to be interesting as to how how they're going to do that film and how much, like, actual cool Spawn stuff we're going to see. Uh, as far as it being in a like MK11 would be the game for him to be in. I don't I don't really see him in anything else because of his just like you know real gory and and brutal nature. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna block. I think there are too many too many on the uh, the no side and not enough going for him on the yes side. So I'm gonna block. Okay. Um, how about a crossover character in Smash? What character? Who cares? <laughs> They're gonna uh, th well. I, I think I think there's a good chance of this actually because they have the Smash Invitational there, and it's one of those things where they don't have to because just by having the first play of the game there, maybe they won't. But I think we'll see at least one character they didn't they didn't really show anything so far. They showed Splatoon and they showed I think like Mario, yeah. But they didn't show and they showed Link. They didn't show a lot of characters. So I think we'll see at least one weird new crossover character. Possibly they might say they're, the all, crossover they're all crossover character. characters, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, but I think people usually mean from outside of, the, of like, Nintendo, Nintendo when they talk about that. I think there's a good chance I'll grab. Um, how much of a pants shitting would you uh, have if they put Goku in there? 
<laughs> There's no way, right? Because they just came out with Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> Reusing Street Fighter and but Street it Fighter would be Five had kind of come out. Okay. Should put um, me in there. Somebody said Mighty Number no. Nine in Smash. Yeah, they'll put him in the roster right next to Mega Man. Um, <laughs> he'll, he, he will replace Mega Man <laughs> yeah. right there. You know, they'll have the outline, and then it lights up, and oh, it's not blue; it's just blue lighting. Let's <laughs> reveal it. It's Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, there's that rumor floating around that Snake's going to be back uh, in the new Smash. That was the best trailer of all time. So they should. That that Mega Man trailer was perfection. Uh, I'm gonna grab. I, I I think we're gonna see something new uh, and something unexpected uh, out of the new Smash game this week, next week. John, <laughs> sorry, you're right, pal. <laughs> Fish died. Uh, block or grab on any awesome, cool, exciting new crossover character for a Smash game. Yeah, um, it's a it's a strong probability. Uh, well, possibility, I should say. Like, and I think John just said it. Like, they don't have to. Like, anything that they show for the new Smash, because they haven't really shown anything except for like the the fact that it exists, would be huge, right? So they can do whatever they want. Um, so actually, considering that, I think that right now all they have to do is show anything from the game, and they can save a huge reveal yeah, like a guest character a, a for chance. a later date. So I think that's what they're gonna do. But. Um, but I do expect to see something new for Smash Switch, and and whatever they do, like I said, is going to be great, and it's going to send people into a frenzy, um, and and it'll be cool. So block, but I mean, it's an okay block. To if have. they put Darth Maul in Smash, would you buy it, Efren? Day one, dude. Okay. I did, what I think I, I think that uh, you know it'd be sick is if they revealed T Hawk for SF Five, and also that he has a. Uh, like a pro skater alternate costume. <laughs> what if they, what what if they like the April Fool- That reminds me of when Ono April Fools Alex for Street Fighter Four, and Brandon the Odinson was in the the crowd, and he lost his shit, and he nearly tackled Ono on stage. He was so mad. Yeah, and he could do it too. That guy does like private security. <laughs> that would help that guy take somebody down. He is not a small man. Um, I don't think they'll ever put T Hawk in the game again. Maybe they'll put him in... Uh... What's crazy is for the people watching, like, that would literally make Efren play it. He's, like, that kind of guy. Like, he would go from not playing the game to playing it all the time. Yep. I still play 4 for that very reason. So they should put T-Hawk in for Efren. Yeah, man, just do it. Um, go fund me. Okay. Put T-Hawk in Street Fighter 5. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about any new fighting game being revealed at E3? I'm hearing we... new rumors... Rumors of a new... Of, of the Riot <laughs> fighting game being a thing Ooh. again, but I think it's too early. I feel too like... Too early? I, well, I mean, been I, like 30 years. It, no, I mean, I just feel like we would hear like an inkling before we heard here. Why? I don't know. We just haven't heard enough. What if they're like super tight-lipped? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think we're going to hear a new fighting game. I'm going to block. All right. Capcom's definitely not going to do it. That'd be insane. Yeah. Keep Well, keep in mind, though, we hardly heard anything about... Uh, DBFZ until it's true. about week before, you know, a couple days before it was uh, set to actually announce. So it's possible that there might be some really tight lips. I do think we're going to see a new fighting game. It won't necessarily be a new triple A fighting game. So I will block or I will grab on a technicality. Yeah, that sounded like the biggest option select of all yeah, time. I, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying that 
it won't be a game that most people are going to be excited about, but there will be a new fighting game a. of some of some sort. Falling lightning. <laughs> Instead of rising um, thunder, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why are you laughing so hard, both of you? <laughs> why are you still laughing at it? Is it still funny? Falling lightning. That's that's pretty good, man. Um, dumbest slash funniest thing you've said on this episode, John. Props. Um, blocker grab on falling thunder. I mean, falling <laughs> lightning. So dumb. <laughs> no, any new fighting game at all being announced, John? We, we, you know, uh, my first reaction is to say we've had a million new fighting games announced in the last 20 minutes, so we don't really need another one. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what? We've had a million new fighting games announced in the last 20 minutes. We'll probably get another one at E3 of all places. So... Uh, like I don't really know one way or another, um, except of course for MKX, well, MKXI, I guess I should say. Um, but like, uh, I guess if if I were just to, to guess and put my money on one or the other, I'd say yes because it's E3 and because we're getting so many fighting games, and and I would love to see a new Riot game that would that would change I think the FGC in in some pretty big ways. Uh, so I'm hoping for it. That'd be great. The more the merrier. The more that this community can grow and thrive, great. And, and E3 is the place to do it. So I'll grab, but it's not a hard grab. It's like kind of like a Steve option selected grab. Oh, soft, soft grab. Very um, non-committal grab. All right, guys, that I, does... Go ahead, Steve. I, I was just saying, I made it clear what I meant. You know, no, I'm I, just giving you a hard time. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> At least they're not in my face anyhow. Oh, no, they are. Can you put some balls Keep on his face? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. Photoshop layer tool go. Yeah. <laughs> I think he needs a football in his chin. <laughs> he needs like a, ch- a baseball and a tennis ball. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, let's just stay on this shot here for a little bit. <laughs> let's ball. not and say we did. All right, guys. Um... We have a very special surprise for you guys. Oh, man, I can't. We really pulled out all the stops on this one. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Donk is from Chicago. (laughs) And he has an in with NRS. (laughs) So he called into fairs. (laughs) And we here asked her. So we we called in those favors, and Ed Boone slipped us a floppy. Where's the floppy? And now we have this for you. This First is people to ever see this. Exclusive in the final premiere. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11. Trailer. It's over, Carrick. Shinnok is dead. The good guys won. You're coming back with me. Never, Sonya. I agreed to help defeat Shinnok, not turn myself into the special forces. The Black Dragon live on. The Black Dragon died with Kino. You're the last one, Jarek. Never! Come in, Major Briggs. This is Lieutenant Sonya Blake. Over. Sonya, this is Major Briggs. Come in. Sonya, this is Jax. Are you there? Going somewhere, Jarek? Jax! I thought you were going to- Thought I was what? Dead? Like my partner you just popped off the cliff? I'm- I'm sorry, Jax. Please, don't drop me. Wait, I, I promise- Too late, Jarek. You can't drop me. You have to uphold the law. You, you have to arrest me. Wait, wait! This is brutality! You can't do it! Wrong, Jarek. This is not a brutality. This is a fatality. <laughs> 
you accidentally showed the MVCI trailer <laughs> instead of the, the Mortal Kombat 11 one. That's, that's looking pretty good. Um, brutal, even. Uh, Shout-outs to Ed Boon, a uh, friend of the show, for giving us that honor of uh, revealing the <laughs> exclusive trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. This has been the final episode of <laughs> Mortal Kombat I Infinite. So Mortal Kombat sorry, Infinite is a good joke. Thank you. I like that one. Zero the Hero. Oh, God. What Zero to so Hero say? Sorry. Mortal Kombat Infinite. <laughs> that brings us... Um, <laughs> Into the infinite blue abyss. That brings us to the end of the show. Unless anybody else has any closing thoughts on that awesome the, shit you just the saw. The end of the show. It's possible to have any thoughts after that. <laughs> we just oh, lost no. all our subscribers. Yeah, we got people unfollowing now. <laughs> after they did the uh, the baby giant <laughs> note to give us their, their feelings, now they unsubscribe. Um, no one ever uses BOV Champ. Dude, I use it all the time, bruh. <laughs> Type that in right now. Um, thank you guys for watching Best of Five. Um, I don't know why you do, but you do, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That brings us to the end of the show. You can catch us again, same time, next week. Love you.